Welcome back. This is episode 210 of the NYYST podcast. I am your host, Christian. As always, joined by my co-host, Chris. Yo! And it's that guy, Rye. What up? What, are we on a delay with you? That took you, it took you a couple yeah. extra seconds. Or were you just prepping for that? I wanted I, I wanted to hold get a little reverb in there, but I mm. also am experiencing a bit of a delay. We have so we have to, slight yeah. delays in communication. Counterbalance. Yeah. Well, working with you two have caused many mental delays over the years. So yeah, just a few. We get an intern or something over there. We have a special guest. You want to say hello? Do you want to say hello? You can speak now. I told him he's not allowed to speak. Hello. <laughs> State your name, your social security number. My bu- my buddy Jack's with us here. Jack Curry. <laughs> Jack Curry's on with us today. So he's just your friend. You hang around with four year olds. Yeah, he's just my boy. He's my or boy. He you? wanted he he's been dying to record a podcast. So after uh, after his temper tantrum this morning, and I was pretty harsh. Uh, like I was pretty mean to him after it and i felt bad so i figured he could sit in for a little i told i just told him he can't bark so you hang around with four-year-olds i hang around four-year-olds and nine-year-olds that's my limit it's it's an it's an Mm. interesting uh social circle you have yes so so i don't know if you guys noticed when i opened i took a big deep breath so i had more oomph in the open because finally as the rock would say, finally something happened. It kind of just it kind of just all hit us at once, too. It was like we couldn't even we couldn't even soak in the, the DJ signing before something else big was breaking. Uh, it's about eleven AM on Saturday morning. We're about twenty four ish hours removed. Uh, DJ Lemayu is back. Uh, six years, ninety million dollars. We'll break down the deal in a little bit. Uh, also and uh, Chris can, I can take this under consideration because he's the one that does this. Uh, two machines are better than one as an episode title, maybe. Oh, I like that. As Corey yeah, yeah, Kluber, yeah. the formerly known as the Clue Bot, uh, also has apparently inked a deal with the New York Yankees for about $11 million for the 2021 season. He wants a one-year show-me deal, and hopefully he's showing people his World Series ring uh, when he goes into free agency in 2022. Do you think he has to earn back that nickname, though, since he hasn't, what? like, pitched in two years, pretty much? Yeah, I, you know, uh, I think he does, but... There's several different things that we could talk about here today. Uh, I think most importantly, um, we need to talk about how Ryan didn't finish Cobra Kai in the allotted time I gave him. I know, man. I was so close to. I got. I think I have two episodes left. Yeah. Uh, so I'm. Just, I was gonna I'm, start watching it, but I I'm not ready yet. What do you need to wait for? See, I don't know if Chris would like it, to be honest. I, you know I love Karate is, Kid, is that, though. But you're going to look at it as it needs to be a serious 
drama and you're not going to like the acting in it. No, I disagree. Right. I understand that it's I Ralph disagree. Macchio. Yes, and I Billy love Ralph Zappa. Macchio, though. I do. I love him. Yeah. And you have yeah. to understand that it's based off of an 80. It's an he's 80s a corny, type he's of a, show. He's like so a corny, corny. Yeah, I like I like Ralph Macchio. I think he does. Which good. I usually don't like. I usually don't like cor- that corniness. But there's something about this show that it like you excuse because it, it knows it knows its place in the world. It because knows, Ralph yeah, Macchio it, 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 knows it, it, Ralph right. Macchio owns the fact that he's a goofball. Like, and no one's really taking him seriously. I mean, the dude's fucking how wild, old now, bro. and he's still hooked on the Karate Kid storyline. Sometimes he looks like no, he's, he's not fifty six, eighties. Dude, yeah, he was probably he was there, in man. his mid twenties when he when he did the Karate Kid. That movie was thirty years ago. What were I always feel like Ralph Macchio is the Scott guy Mayo. who talked about obviously before. was no you dick. He's obviously typecasted as, as everyone sees him and calls him Karate Kid. It doesn't matter how many years removed he is from it, but he has like these. He has like a couple movies out there that were like classics also. Like that he kind of gets lost Vinny. in my cousin Vinny, and there's another one I'm not oh, thinking yeah. of. Was well, he in the outsiders? The outsiders? Yeah, the outsiders. The outsiders. The burn, that movie the sucked, victim. by the He's, way. What? Ralph Macchio? You are you such a scumbag. I, I don't tell uh, you. Let me tell you I something. Can, you are one of the worst. Your judgment in movies is so you. miserable. It's I'm so tell miserable. You right now, I know that you didn't read the book if you liked the movie. Absolutely, didn't read the book. Okay, I, I read the book didn't. twice. That book is so much better than the movie. And I'm not one of these people that the are like, oh, you got to read the book. The book is better. But The Outsider's book is so much better than the movie. It left me disappointed after I saw the movie. That's how good the book is. Yeah, oh, see, I'm glad I watched the movie see, for, first. For me, though, I wa- yeah, I watched the movie first. So I, I liked both. But Ralph Macchio, 59 years old. Wow. He yeah. looks great for 59. 59. Yeah, he does. He's, he's cute. He's a cute. Oh, wait, what's uh, and the other guys? The other guy's good too. But yeah, start start Cobra Kai. Anybody looking for a TV show to watch? There's three seasons of it. And I'll say, say this on. because people led me down the wrong path when I asked for advice on Twitter. If you need to see Karate Kid two and three, you don't because yeah. everything that you need because to know those movies about sucked. The mo- the, everything you need to know about those movies is shown to you in flashbacks. So it's not like you need to go out of your way to watch them. They're gonna mm. fill in the gaps for you. Yeah, and listen, I don't mean to be rude, but this is like the biggest news we've had. Okay, good job, Jack. Peed by himself. Everybody, we just he just awesome, Jack. Um, did he pee in the plant like the kid in the big? Yeah, it's pre- there's probably piss all over my bathroom right now, but it's okay. It's about it's the effort. Um, I think we should. I personally think we should talk about the Kluber deal first. If you want my my personal opinion. Here's my personal opinion to you. Thank you. I honestly don't know how I feel about it. I, I'm happy about it. I'm definitely happy about it, but I, I I, still have my doubts because of what I think we talked about this a few weeks ago. And Christian made a great point that this is like a Paxton 2.0. The only difference is that the reward and his ceiling are much higher, we know, than, than what we could have gotten out of Paxton but are we putting our our you know are we putting our money in a guy who we don't know if he's even going to be healthy who's a risk excuse me what did you say are we putting our money in into a guy who what you're such a dick man seriously I, well, I mean how do you feel about, about it I, i'm because i'm happy i mean it's a guy that they needed it's a 
he's a piece to the puzzle that is a was a necessity. And I didn't think that, especially if they signed DJ, we'd get that piece. I really didn't. You, wait, first of all, do you think the Yankees had a five star day yesterday? One hundred percent. So yeah. then, in honor of that, you should leave us a five star rating and review on iTunes. Absolutely, that was actually okay. so good. That was actually so good. I didn't even know where you were taking it, but yeah, I do. I think it, I think the Yankees arguably had one of the best off-season days they've had in a long time, obviously outside of the Cole signing. That was not only a, a, a day that they needed to have, but it was kind of out of nowhere. We knew DJ was going to be signed by the end of the week, but the fact that they got him and then turned I around. I first. I told you it was going to take more than a week after the Lindor trade. I told you that. I had it first, okay? And I actually had the 490. You can go back three episodes and uh He got 690, so you're going to take... Oh, yeah, right, right. I forgot. I was gloating, and we didn't know the, the dealer by <laughs> that point. Look, you want to talk about Kluber first? I think we should really talk about... It, is that what you want to do? Is that how you really want to do things? You want to talk about Corey Kluber first? I do because I think, I think the Corey Kluber stuff... Kluber. I think the Corey Kluber deal... Kluber... We, Everyone's because on the surface it it's exciting. Corey Kluber is a starting pitcher, but is he the Klubot still? Uh, he's what thirty four well, years right. old. Now? Yeah, so he's he, still pretty young. I didn't know he was only thirty four. I thought he was thirty six. Um, if you look at if you look, he hasn't had a full season since two thousand eighteen. And give me his but, numbers that season. Well, hold on. Let me let me show you this first. So, 2018, from 2014 to 2018, he finished every year top ten in Cy Young. He finished top he five he two in, or one? in four of those years. He finished top five four times, and and he won two Cy Youngs from wow. 2014 to 2018. So that that to me shows that if this guy can just be healthy, then he's gonna he's going to be productive. But <laughs> that's two years ago, and you know. A, six months for a pitcher you you just you don't know at one day one week so well i'll say this a long time i'll say this Corey kluber's a gamer and i feel like unless he's facing dd gregory yeah yeah Yeah. but i just feel like this guy is this guy when when he comes back he's gonna be ready i really don't have any doubts on his stuff i don't i my my doubts are is he going to stay healthy now because can we break down? I, I'm not, I'm not like overly familiar with the actual injuries and how they occurred. It was a shoulder injury, correct? That's why he didn't pitch last year. And before that, wasn't it his leg? Am I wrong in saying that? Did he break his leg? I feel, I wanna... but I feel like it was like a freak injury, and that's why I'm bringing it up. Didn't he get um, a liner with, with back Texas... to the mound and he broke his leg or something? Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else, but I feel like his first injury was a freak thing in, in 2019. You might be thinking of Bumgarner with, uh, he got, he had a comebacker that broke yeah. his wrist, I believe, but Kluber, uh, with the, with the Rangers was his right shoulder. He had a grade two tear. And so that was why, why he missed option. That's why he missed the last two years though. No, uh, that's why he missed 2020. Right. Um, I'm talking I'm about 2019. No, he broke his forearm on a comebacker. There you go. And he also had an oblique strain that okay. kind of shut him down while he was on rehab from uh from the 
forearm? The, yeah, from the forearm. All right, so here's yes, what's scary. That was when he was with Cleveland still, yes. when he broke his forearm. Yes. Um, the uh, Way to chime in, stack guy, Rye. Way to chime in. The uh, the oblique shit scares me because we know. What are you doing? <sighs> oh, boy. You could talk again, Jack. I had your I had your mic muted. Um, the oblique stuff scares me because we know through Aaron Judge how how fragile and what sensitive. are you doing okay you good now we're talking about the yankees you want to listen and learn okay i thought that was leah screaming before. it does he does sound a little like yeah leah. i thought that was leah too um like she saw him in there and like what are you doing no <laughs> leah's not home he looks like he sounds like leah though um the oblique stuff scares me the for the forearm stuff is a freak thing and then you had the shoulder Injury. So now we're getting in a guy who is clearly, over the last couple of years, really becoming injury prone. Now maybe that doesn't happen again, but you know, if we're gonna repeat what's is happened, everything tied to the forearm break though. Not really. If the it forearm break happened as he's rehabbing from an oblique, well, you know, everything is connected. So if he's no. The forearm, the oblique happened when he was rehabbing from the forearm. Oh, okay, so right. He's connected. He maybe he's compensating for the forearm, pulls a muscle. The guy only knows how that affects the shoulder. We don't know these things. We're not doctors. You pretend to be smart. I'm definitely a doctor. So let me ask you, Christian, in particular, because we you were kind of outspoken about this. Are you? Do you think this was a bad move? No, I don't think it was a bad move. I don't like the idea of having to. I still don't like the idea of having to rely on an injured starting pitcher to fill out this rotation. But I isn't like it better idea. than relying on no one? Yeah, yeah, obviously. It's better than relying on no one. Do I feel better? It's. I, I just have visions in my head of Troy Tulowitzki for some reason with this guy. Mm. I'm excited That's that they got vision. him. They needed to get him. Because we don't know where the Yankees are playing in the market, what else they're going to do trade-wise. They needed to bring somebody in here. But the Yankees relied. You can say whatever you want. The Yankees brought in Troy Tulowitzki in here to play significant innings. Did they not? Yes. They didn't. They didn't bring him in here on a flyer. They wanted him opening to be the day start. starter, right? They wanted him. Yeah, exactly. They wanted him to play shortstop, especially while Didi was rehabbing. They didn't. If they really look. We, for, we forget about this because of what DJ LeMay you became. DJ LeMay you didn't start on opening day in 2019. Yeah. DJ LeMay you was on the bench. If we, you know, if you, yeah, if you think crazy. the Yankees, if you think what the Yankees' rationale was that DJ was brought here to play and Tulowitzki was a bench piece, then Tulowitzki would have been on the bench on opening day, but he wasn't. DJ was. So it just shows you what the Man, Yankees Man, that's a great point. Of Tulowitzki, right? So. And and that went down in flames. That guy, Ryan, I'm not meaning to bust your balls. You're stack guy, Ryan. I need you to earn your money this week. We pay you a handsome salary. Okay? <laughs> what are you doing? I need I need to wake up like three hours before we do the pod. <laughs> I'm way too grumpy. I, I get so triggered when I'm fucking tired. <laughs> I just can you just what, give me what do you, uh, what do you I just need games what do you played want? for what do you want? <laughs> What do you want? I need games played for Tulowitzki in 2019 with Fucking the Yankees. Tulowitzki played five games, all right? Shut up. Did he? That was it? 
Yeah, he played five games. Oh five he games had 13 total? 13 plate appearances, 11 at-bats. He had two hits in those 11 at-bats, one dinger, one rib, two walks, 182 batting average, 308 on base. I thought he had like a couple of weeks, dude. He played five games? Oh, my yeah. God. Like, five this is, friggin' games. This is the this is the this is the pitcher version of Troy Tulowitzki in my brain. I really hope that it works it's out a, a fair lot comparison. better. I really hope it works out a lot better for the Yankees because they're going to be in a lot of trouble if Corey Kluber can't make twenty five starts for them this year. They need him to make now, at least twenty five starts this year. The good thing though is that they went and saw him work out and they're paying him eleven million, whereas with Tulowitzki, I believe it was a league of vet minimum or whatever that they ended up yeah, because giving he got, him. So he it got was designated by Toronto. <laughs> and, right. And, both so both were prove me deals. How but Corey Kluber's doing a prove me deal with the New York Yankees as the starting pitcher. So and he's making eleven million as opposed to approve me, I'm on a five million dollar contract. This is somebody that Clearly, the Yankees have seen that this guy still has some sort of uh, he, he representation of himself from the past, so they're they're putting a flyer on him more well, so than it was for Tulowitzki. You, know, you got to take a deeper dive into this. Also, did Eric Cressy play a role in the Yankees signing Troy uh, Corey Kluber? Kluber has been working at at his um, his what is it? He has like a sports performance center. Yeah, high performance Cressy. training. Yeah, so he's been working out with him. Uh, Cressy's taken over the Yankees strength and conditioning program. You know, you got the connection with Matt Blake. The two of them know each other from their days in Cleveland. Mm, didn't even think about that too. But here's my thing with, uh, with Tulo and correct me if I'm wrong. When the Yankees got Tulo, he, his last full season at that point before getting him was kind of, you just saw that he wasn't the same guy. No. I mean, I, I everyone knew he was injury prone at that point, and it was a big risk. But I feel like Kluber is coming off, you know, the year before his final full season. He's coming off a Cy Young. This he's guy has hasn't, yeah, but he hasn't pitched in two years. Yeah, two but years. yeah, but that you know, I get that. But we're talking about a guy who led a pitching staff for you know his entire career, pretty much. I mean, Kluber's been one of the top pitchers in baseball, and again, he had some freak. He had a freak injury. He had the oblique in the shoulder, and that kind of put him on the sidelines. Yeah, you're still taking a risk, but I feel like Kluber's coming in here, and his last full season, he's he was still considered one of the top guys in baseball. Whereas Tulo, you were saying to yourself in his last full season, I don't know about this guy. I don't know. I think that's fair to say. I think it's fair to say that he had a fall off. Tulowitzki did with Toronto. That he once he got I mean, that in, contract, in he didn't to, live up to it. Yeah, okay. he he has never really played uh, a lot of games in his career. He's played over one fifty twice. Uh, no, actually, I'm sorry. He played over one fifty once. Uh, twice. I'm sorry. No, it's twice. It was twice. He played over 150 twice, and then he played over 143 times. And then his next highest totals are 122, 126, and 128, and 131. So out of his career, where you know he didn't play a lot of games. And then you take the into when he got after the trade, uh, 131 in Toronto. I guess you want to say that's his last full year. 24 and 79. It's respectable. 
but then he played 66 games. He didn't play in 2018. They designated him, and then he came back with the Yankees for five games in 2019. So there's comparisons to be made, but also, you know, he's a guy that had a lot more injury history than Kluber did. It just, to me, the way that the Yankees looked at what they wanted to get out of Tulowitzki and what they're looking to get out of Kluber, considering that Kluber has not pitched in two years, it just draws that in, well, that comparison in. I think here's the question that needs to be answered. With what the Yankees did yesterday, and let's just we're gonna we're gonna ask this question assuming Kluber stays healthy and Kluber is effective in in a way that we know he can be. Did the Yankees do enough yesterday if they don't make any other moves to win a World Series in twenty twenty one? No. Why? Because there's still too many question marks in the rotation. Like what? Like Corey Kluber is the guy that you signed to bolster the rotation, and you don't know if he's going to stay also, healthy or not. Okay, and you still have okay. So I said this yesterday to a couple of my couple of my friends. You replaced a question mark with another question mark. Exactly, and that's never good. But looking at the guys available, I still think it wasn't a good move. So it almost sounds like you're contradicting yourself saying that, but. It's a move that needed to be made, and... What do we talk about on the show all the time? Two things can be right at the same time. Yeah. I yeah. don't like the idea of relying on an injury-riddled pitcher to fill holes in my rotation, but at the same time, they they had to do it. I mean, you know where Brian Cashman is playing in the market. He's not going to go out there and get Trevor Bauer. They're probably not going to trade for Luis Castillo. They're not going to do those types of things. All right, but... so what? But you didn't answer my hypothetical. If he stays healthy and if he's effective like we know he can be, did they do enough yesterday to win a World Series? So if he's going to pitch like a legit number two? Yes, that's my question to you. Yeah, yeah, I think they may... Maybe they did. Maybe they did. I can't answer that definitively. Because what's if Severino's going to come back and pitch like Luis Severino, then they did enough. He's still a big key to this whole thing. He's the biggest key to the whole thing. We always have these these guys going into each season where we say this guy is the is the big key to the to the success of this season. It's by far Luis Severino this year. I mean, Luis Severino coming back and and again, I don't think it I don't think it necessarily if he comes back and isn't effective or he comes back and gets hurt again, it doesn't necessarily mean that the Yankees can't win a World Series. No, I think it does. But if he comes back and he's strong and healthy and effective, man, they're going to be tough to keep to 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 hold down. So let's say Severino comes back around July fourth, meanders for a little bit, mid August, Yankees forearm strain, shut him down. We don't see him for the rest of the year. They have enough starting pitching, assuming that they don't go out there and do anything, which who knows if they will or they won't. They have enough starting pitching to get it done. Well, another key factor is going to be Davy Garcia. I mean, does Davey Garcia have what it takes? We like what Jordan Montgomery did last year in the playoffs. Let's not forget that outing he had the final game of the season. Or the second-to-last game of the season. Sorry, to take him into the the yeah, cold game. game four. So let's not forget about that, but I, I'm not putting, you know, I'm not putting the season on it Jordan Montgomery. Like, we got to, we can't. But there's, again, the, there's so many question marks in this rotation. Davey Garcia is going to be on an innings limit. Yeah, he, and okay. we can't ignore the fact that Domingo Herman, from from what I saw, had a miserable. That doesn't mean a lot. I know, but I'm just saying it's not a good look. It's, it doesn't make me feel good, warm and fuzzy inside. He needed to. He needed to log innings. 
they all need to log some innings. I mean, we right. have the one good thing outside of Davey Garcia is right. that we have Correct two guys I'm at wrong. the top of the rotation that can eat some innings now. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Montgomery had the uh, Tommy John in 2019, right? He was like one of his first starts of the year against Houston, right? He got hurt. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And then what Herman had to come in and. Uh, no, 2018. That was. Um, I'm pulling it what up year, now. What year did he have he Tommy had, John surgery? It was 2018. Yeah, yeah. 2018. Because 2019, he made that start, his first start back in Toronto. So at this the guy end of the season. It, yes, so it was, May, tell, so it was May 2018 was that injury. Jordan Montgomery hasn't pitched in nearly three years, if you think about it. <laughs> Kluber hasn't pitched in two. Sevy hasn't pitched really in two. How many starts? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm putting you to work today, Ryan. How many starts did Montgomery make last year? I'd say last, last year we're talking the 2020 season. Yeah. I'd say nine. Uh, he made ten starts. Ten. So he okay. So he pitched a relative compared to the sixty games. He pitched a relatively full season last year, but inconsistent. Uh, not a lot for a guy that needed to build his arm, build back innings. Again, he's probably going to be on an innings limit too. He didn't pitch 2018. Didn't pitch 2019. The shortened season in 2020. You know, say where where are the innings coming from? Where are the innings coming from? The top of your rotation. Can you trust Corey Kluber to give you? Corey Kluber's a workhorse. He's a workhorse. If he's healthy, if 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 if, if, if. I know, I know. I listen. We're talking about we're talking about a guy whose ceiling is still very high, but the risk is st- also very high. But I really feel like the Yankees wouldn't have pulled the trigger on this deal if he wasn't confident that he's healthy and ready to go. Especially considering the fact that I think I think Rye texted us this that he was open to the one year deal because he wants to prove his worth. And for a guy to be that confident and prove his worth on a one year deal, I mean, think about Corey Kluber's risk he's putting in, into his career. If he goes out there and he gets hurt or doesn't isn't effective this year, he's effectively done as a major league pitcher. And also it's not a prove me deal like I, I like what comes to mind for me is a Yasmani Grandal Grandal the catcher. He 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 did a one year prove me deal with the Milwaukee Brewers. Okay. This is a guy doing a prove me deal in the toughest offensive division in baseball, I'd say, in the American League East. So he's gonna have to come out and truly prove himself because if you yeah. can find success in the American League East, he's going to get paid next year. Yeah, so this is on, this is a true, yeah, yeah. I, I'd say more so than I'd seen anybody really bet on themselves in these types of uh, these types of deals. Usually, it's a, a guy will go to a, a small market type of team, but to do this, I've never really seen a guy go on a prove me deal to the Yankees. Can you think of anybody that that has has done this before? Really, mm, I, I can't. Hold on, yeah. hold on one second. Jack wants to talk, so I'm going to ask him a question. I did this last year, and I almost, uh, I almost kicked him out and put him up for adoption because he answered no, but he was he was right, so I'm going to trust him. Jack, you have to answer this question. You ready? Will the New York Yankees win the World Series this year? Yes or no? Talking to the microphone. Yes. <laughs> That's it. Old statement, kid. You heard it. You heard it here first. If they don't win, you know he's going to get killed on social media. People are going to tweet. Last year, I asked him. I said, "Will the Yankees win the World Series?" And he's like, "No." I was like, 
Are you fucking out of your mind? Awesome. He's just happy that you're letting him play today. I know. He just wanted it. He just wanted to record. He's been dying to record a podcast. So I have him here. There you go. I figured why not during the off season, you know? Yeah. Let the kid feel like he's important or something. So this rotation is not, they still need to work on this rotation. Do they though? I mean, yeah, they do, but we know their mindset at this point. Are they gonna, they still have money. That's the, that's the crazy part. They still have money. Well, that's why this was such a good move too, because you, again, the risk to reward, if you get all at a Kluber that, that you'd hope, um, and you can't make another move, he, he's a great guy to slot in there. But who, I mean, who else is out there? What other moves can they make? There's one that they need to, that in my mind that they really need to do. And okay. it's, they need to go sign Masahiro Tanaka to a two year deal. I think it's going to happen. I think you're going to see it happen. They can you, they can get him for two for twenty five. I think that's a deal both sides can live with. And I think that Tanaka, as your number four, to bring a little stability to the rotation, knowing that he's a guy that takes the ball every five days, he's going to give you six quality innings most days. Where you know, I think that's invaluable right now. And, and I what, think at this point, we're not worried about the elbow anymore. I think if if that was going to be a factor that it would have happened, it's been a couple seasons now since he's had that, you know, uh, the discomfort in the elbow where everyone was like, when's it going to snap? I really think that... It was like eight years ago now. Yeah, I don't think that that's an issue anymore. I don't think he's a risk in that sense. I do think he can eat some innings. Um, And I mean... Again, if you're slotting Kluber in there and he, and he stays healthy, you're not expecting as much out of Tanaka. Let's not forget, Tanaka was virtually our number two starter last year. I mean, in, in every sense. Yeah, and he pitched well in the regular season. He did. He pitched. He actually looked really good in the regular season, especially in the beginning when he first came back. His stuff looked I mean, nasty. You can't excuse what happened again in Tampa, but I can excuse what happened in Cleveland, in Cleveland yeah. because that was just bizarre. Yeah. How great has he been in the postseason? He's allowed. I mean, you can give him one. Yeah, but we talked about this. The thing that scares me with Tanaka is it didn't just start last year. It didn't start. His postseason woes didn't start with the game in Cleveland. It started the year previous when he wasn't great. He wasn't great. And then you were like, okay, that was just that was when he had the, uh, you know, his one off. And then the Cleveland thing happened, and you were like, okay, that's still not fair because they started the game during a hurricane. So let's wait till his next know, start. 2019, though, look up his 2019. Oh, I know. They're, starts. they're nasty until three, the final game. He made three starts, five. Yeah, but it's not even terrible. Five innings, one run, six innings, shutout, five innings, three runs, four runs total, but only three were earned. So right. not, not terrible in 2019. 2020s really that's the that's the one where because because by then by 2020 you're like you're locked in it's playoff Tanaka and then he comes out and clunks well here's so really it's more that 2020 the Yankees need to go and get another starter in my opinion okay because you got Cole you there's no question marks there he's your ace your number one guy okay then you got Corey Kluber 
again, until we see him make 25, 30 starts, it's going to be a question mark that can he make 25, 30 starts? And if he does, can he be Corey Kluber or close to Corey Kluber? But you can only have so, so many starting pitchers, too. I mean, we're, we're getting to a point where it's, seven, it's getting a little you, overcrowded you now. you know you need seven or eight starting I mean, pitchers at it, least. At this point, when Seve comes back, we have a, we have a black sheep right, here. Go, we have a, let me go, can we an go outcast. This, please? Yeah. All right, so there you go. You have Luis Severino. You don't know when you're going to get him back. You don't know how he's going to come back from Tommy John surgery. You have Jordan Montgomery, who hasn't logged major, real major league innings, you know, what we would consider a full season since 2017. You have Davey Garcia, who's going to be on an innings limit, lost part of his development because there was no minor leagues last year. You have Clark Schmidt, same thing, innings limit, who has even less experience in the big leagues and Davey Garcia lost a year of development, no minor leagues. You, and you have you ha- uh, Domingo Herman. Yeah. And you have Domingo Herman who hasn't pitched in two years in the big leagues. So in my opinion, a year and a half, in my opinion, the Yankees have to at least go into the season missing out on Canely now. And we know what kind of a, a factor that played to, to lose that depth in the bullpen. The Yankees have to go into the season with, a rotation where they're kind of trying to fill in the pieces as they go uh, as far as who's going to be the most effective and who deserves the starts. But I think these other guys need to be on the active roster where they can come out of the bullpen and eat innings also. Like there's no harm in having some of these guys who are really starting pitchers start the season in the bullpen because we know that a lot of these guys are getting taken out in the fourth, fifth inning. So I don't mind having a guy like like Schmidt come out of out of the bullpen or Herman or no, or I, I don't one of those guys. With Clark, I don't want to do that with Clark Schmidt. Why? Because you need to develop him as a starting pitcher. Okay, but again, we're talking about future stuff. We're talking about development now. What if he can help me win a World Series? Well, you know, Domingo Herman is a big wild card to all of this. I don't even put him in the starting rotation. You I think- let him do. I let him do what Chad Green used to do. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind that either. Or he fills and in then, that Canely spot where he just comes in, empties the tank over an inning and in, in a third or something, and that's it. And you get and the most out of Herman at that point. Chad Green is, is third on the list. He, go, he goes Green, Britton, Chapman. Those are my top three in the bullpen. And then you have uh, you have uh, Domingo Herman be that guy that Chad Green was. I mean, you know, we can look at Domingo Herman as the person who's a piece of garbage, but he's on the team. You know, so we got to look at how we're going to use him to win a World Series. And, you know, you want to you don't ignore what he did. But, hey, we there's a lot of bad people out there and we're here to talk baseball. So it is what it is at this point. I don't dismiss it. It's terrible what he did. You know, a role as Chapman's no saint. But, you know, if he doesn't close out games, he's don't win. I mean, it's a, we talk about this all the time. It's a terrible position you're put in as a sports fan where you have to root for bad people for your team to win. So going forward, if you want to bring up every time we talk about Herman that he's a wife beater, go ahead. But it, I don't condone it. I hate that he did it. I wish he wasn't here. That we don't have to, so we don't have to keep talking about it. But he's here. So but if, if he's going to be here, we need him to be effective. Yeah, so to me, his most effective role, even as good as he was it, as a starter uh, leading up to his suspension in 2019, man, I just remember when he piggybacked CeCe in that one game. 
how filled that was the most dominant I ever seen him. Yeah, and I still feel like his good season before he was suspended was a fluke. I feel like that was the exception for him. I, I just never saw that out of Herman. When I looked at Domingo Herman, I never saw some some dominant starting pitcher. I always saw a guy who was going to be most effective out of the bullpen where he can give you everything he's got over I a just few trust innings. Him so much more knowing if you tell him, give me give me six outs, give me seven outs. Yes, that's what I'm, that's what I mean. And I feel like that season when he had to come into the rotation, they had no other choice. But he was really good. He was great. Yeah, I'm not taking away what he did. I just don't see that as how he profiles. I don't. I think that was an exception to what kind of a pitcher he is. I don't think you're going to get that. Uh, I don't think you're going to replicate that anymore. You know, if under the radar move the Yankees made is that, I don't know if you picked up on this, the Yankees signed Joey Chastain a few weeks ago. Um, I mean, who, did last he, year, who did he play for? Last year he was with Atlanta where he made, uh, he pitched in two games. Who did so, he I used mean, to pitch for, though? I mean, his big year was Colorado? 20, 20. He was yeah, Colorado. with Colorado, but his, I would say maybe. Mini. His big year was 2018, where he made 35 starts, which is unfathomable. A guy makes 35 starts, where he went 15 and eight with a 3.5. Yeah, but I mean those then, are great numbers. Yeah, but since then he went. He had a he had a 6.01, a 5.79. No, he had a 6.01 and a 7.36. So we have a bunch of guys who haven't been effective since 2018. What's the big deal? I mean, but this is a guy, when healthy, that can give you innings. They might not be quality innings, but he gives you innings. So there's another guy that's out there that the Yankees can rely on. I think if we're going to piggyback off of Ryan's point that he always makes, that the regular season is just a glorified spring training and the Yankees need to get to the postseason and they can make a huge move uh, before the deadline, then I want guys who are going to eat me innings right now. I, yeah, I trust glorified spring training this year. No, I, I under I understand that, that but we have to be confident that the Yankees are going to make the postseason at this point. Yeah, no, I'm confident that they can make the postseason. I'm not. What they need to do is is win the division and be the number one overall seed. They have to have home field advantage. Unless you're telling me we're going to do a playoff bubble again, and then in that case it doesn't matter. But if they're going to play in in home ballparks throughout the course all the way through to the World Series, the Yankees need to be at home. I I don't I don't see how you think that that's not a that's something that they shouldn't strive for and achieve for. I agree. Um, Jack's just gonna say goodbye to everyone. He's gonna go head downstairs. His, all right, Jack. Time Great is job, up. buddy. Bye. See you later, Yanks. bud. Say go Yankees. You're going to steal Uncle Ryan's gimmick? Just go. Good job. Okay, I'll come get you. Kid's got some work. Got to work on him. You got to make him cut the grass or something? Got to work on him. Yeah, I mean, mean, look. It's such a weird position to be in because... If you were, you almost feel the same way you did Thursday as you do Friday. Obviously, you're a little, you're more optimistic since Friday, but you still have those question marks that that give you that gut feeling that you still don't know. But I mean, on paper right now, this team is built to win a World Series. 
This team is built to win a World Series. I think two things, right? Back to the original point of needing Tanaka. If you look at all the questions still in this rotation, you need you need to bring somebody else in here. You need to set you outside of Garrett Cole. What's your second stable starter? You you really don't have one going into the season, right? So do you? No, we just listed everybody no. on this on this yeah, roster. No. I- <laughs> So outside of Gary Cole, where's another starter? I agree. And why not bring back Tanaka? Unless you're telling me the Yankees are going to go out there, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I. Plus, it's not like Brett Gardner, where it's just like you're bringing him back to bring him back because he's Brett Gardner. Do you think they're going to? By the way, we haven't talked about Gardy. Do you think Gardy comes back? Why can we handle one thing at a time? Yeah, please? I just wanted real quick. We don't have to talk about Gardner. I just want well, to know yes or no. Because now I heard yesterday the Yankees are looking at there. There's rumors that they're looking at Michael Brantley now. Mm, okay. Which might see Clint Frazier's ass out the door. Mm. But see, there's still a lot of moving parts. This is why we need yes. to just take what is here and what is now. Because if they move Frazier, you would think that they're going to get a pitcher back in return for him. Why would you trade Frazier for another position player? Okay, and and Castillo, right? Everyone's talking about Castillo now. Yeah, but then that would cost Frazier Schmidt plus. Someone, I, someone tweeted that they yeah. should uh, trade Gleyber Torres for Castillo. Right, because you're you're can I can before we start yeah before I start yelling can we get through one segment of the show please? Wait, and can I also correct? Uh, I made him. I said last week's podcast i think that glaber torres was a free agent in 2023 i meant 2025 i think we might have even 24 well after the 2024 season he becomes yes, the no, unrestricted we and, the, yeah, we uh, all right, yeah i thought so too i just wanted to make sure because oh, i remembered saying okay, 23 okay you think you're right okay. but you're not right okay okay, okay he's wrong okay don't listen to sounds all right okay he's very grumpy right. okay. he's got a type of problem okay <laughs> so Overall, if you could put a letter grade on the Kluber deal, what would you give it? Mm, it's so tough. On the surface, I give it an A. I really do. But when you when you dive deeper into what we talked about and Cashman's, what Cashman needs to stay away from and what his biggest issues have been as a general manager over the last few years in in putting too much faith in these guys who can't stay healthy, he, I mean, he did that exactly. It, it, the only reason why I'm giving him a little slack here is because he filled a need with a guy who isn't just some, you know, James Paxton was always considered a, a good pitcher. He was never considered on the level no, of, of Corey the Kluber. No, exactly. No. So, so I'm giving him more slack here on the Kluber stuff because the ceiling on Kluber is something that I don't think you can pass up on for what they got him for. And I think that at the end of the day, I'm evaluating it on this premise and this premise alone. If I found out that he would have signed for what he signed for and the Yankees passed up on it, would I have been disappointed and pissed? Yes. Therefore, I can't knock the move. I got to say it was a good move. They needed to make the move. So I'm giving it an A. I think it was a it was a it was a smart move for the Yankees. And I do, and I am confident in Kluber that it's going to pan out. All right, Brian, what's your take? Can I give it an incomplete grade for now until they, no, you they make don't another cop move? Out. Don't cop out. 
Oh my god, I almost threw it in my mouth. Then I'm gonna give it a B. I'll give it a B because I can't say I can't sit here and say Corey Kluber is a great signing because he hasn't pitched since 2018. But when you look at in relation to what was really out there in the free agent market, Corey Kluber was one of the better pitchers out there. So that a B, I think a B is a solid grade to 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 give this trade. It's it's nothing flashy. It's not going. He's not going to, you know sway the needle that much i think but it's a move that if it does pan out then a one-year 11 million dollar deal for a, a two-time cy young award winner is as an incredible move to make i but think it was a sexy a move though mark. i mean Corey kluber everyone's excited when they hear the name Corey kluber so yeah, yeah i mean look his resume alone is, and, and we're not talking about a guy get, who get you a little chub this going. isn't like a tim lincecum where when he was like a a guy who was dominant in the beginning of his career, and then he pitched for you know five, six more years where he was a nobody. This is a guy who just won a Cy Young in 2018. We're talking about a guy who went through some injuries, and if he comes back healthy, you got to be pretty confident that he's going to be a top-of-the-rotation guy again. I do like his stuff, too. I'm really interested to see that sinker at Yankee Stadium. He's, he could profile very well with the Yankees, a uh, ground ball type of pitcher. Yeah. So, I, you know, there, you go that with that, too, in mind. Maybe a B-plus. Yeah, B-plus. I'll take a B-plus. He's got a nasty sinker. Who? Someone actually, Christian, you might know this. I can't think of who it is, but so, someone in the Yankees organization helped him develop that sinker. I don't know. Maybe oh, Matt man, Blake. That's gonna bother me. Rothschild. I. Oh yeah. Definitely. Grandpa Larry. Was Larry was Larry there? No. Ever? No. It was someone. Uh, I'll I'll try and find out and get it next week. But it was someone and uh, related with the Yankees that helped him develop that pitch. That's a good right. point though, too, Christian. With with Matt Blake, uh, bringing this guy in. Who else? Who else was it well, that they brought in last year? Let me get to this. I'm going to give it a B minus, but like, what did you need to get a B minus? Like an 80? Like, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, 80. I, 82. I think, I think that it's something the Yankees needed to do. I still don't like the idea of them relying on an injured pitcher. It's, it's, we've been down this road so many times. Will it be any different? I don't know. And I don't know if I should give Brian Cashman the benefit of the doubt that it will be different this time. The only thing that I can lean towards it, why I don't give this uh, signing an even lower grade, is because he's been working with Eric Cressy, the guy that you're thinking about here, that the Yankees brought in to overhaul the Trenton, uh, Trent, the strength and conditioning uh, program in the organization that Kluber has been working with him in at his performance facility that maybe Cressy knows something, gave the Yankees a little insight on this guy and said, and say, Hey, you know what? You know, here's what I see that you're not going to see when he does this workout. I think this is something that we should do. So if it works, let's see if it works out. I don't know if it will. I, I'm obviously hopeful that it does. I, Again, I always say this. I don't want to be right about certain things. Like, I don't want to be right that I don't feel completely behind uh, this move because I don't want to rely on injured starting pitching. So you keep I saying want him. You keep saying rely on an injured guy, and I agree with you there. But they're, 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 they're look. I said that if you're going to bring in Kluber, I wanted more. I wanted more of these question marks filled. They didn't do that. All right. So here's my question to you. 
you keep talking about relying on him. And again, I'm agreeing with you, but are you saying that you'd rather them rely on a middle of the line starting pitcher that hasn't been injury prone than to rely on a top of the rotation guy like Kluber, who is more of a risk? Take the question marks out of the rotation. They did not do that yesterday. But you don't you think a middle did. of the line guy is still a question mark because of what's where no, if I where can, we if stand I can, right now? If I can sit there and and guarantee this guy's going to give me a three nine to four ten ERA, make thirty starts, give me one hundred and ninety innings. That's a how's that a question mark? I know what I'm getting out of him. I know that he's going to be reliable. He's going to give me more good starts than bad starts. I know I'm not going to have to really. You know, anybody can get injured, right? Fluke shit happens. Anything can happen. We've been Yankee. We're Yankee fans. We've seen literally everything short of a fucking hole forming in the outfield and somebody falling in there and dying uh, in regards to injuries in the last two, three years. Okay, so to be fair, uh, Corey Kluber's only had, let's take out the forearm shit because, again, that was a freak thing. To be fair, maybe Brian Cashman doesn't see Corey Kluber as injury prone because it's only been two injuries. You sit here and Aaron Judge now, and Aaron Judge has been through 20 different injuries in the last two years, and you still don't call him injury prone. You're there's still you're still between, hesitant to call him injury there's prone. There's a difference between Aaron Judge and Corey Kluber. If Aaron Judge gets injured again this year. I'm going to slap him with the label. It's good. he's just going to get he's just going to get it. There's no question about it. But also if Aaron Judge gets hurt again this year, do you really do you feel confident the Yankees can still score runs? Aaron Judge cannot get injured this year. No, he cannot. I've said it. How many times do I have to yes, say this? Yes, I think so. The, I think they could still score runs without Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge needs to be on the field 145 games minimum this year. Minimum. 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 But at the same time, there's still plenty of guys to pick up the slack if Aaron Judge gets hurt again. Right. If you don't right. bring in more guys on this rotation that don't have question marks attached to whether or not they can pitch a full season and Corey Kluber gets hurt or is ineffective because he hasn't pitched in two years, the Yankees are in trouble. Again, I mean, there's just no other way to put it. But you still have guys like Davey Garcia, Jordan Montgomery. Question mark. Question mark. I know. Severino to come back. And you still have the trade deadline where they can make a a couple moves. And is Brian Cashman going to put his balls on the table and say, this is the year I have to overpay? Yeah. I mean, he has to. Let's Let's say the Yankees are... Let's say the Yankees are are one starting pitcher away. Let's say Kluber doesn't really pan out the way we hoped and Scherzer becomes available. What's the most you're willing to give up for him? The most. The biggest name you're willing to give up for him. I will give I said I will give up Jason Dominguez in a trade for this guy. You wouldn't give up any major league players. No, I'm trying to win you a little It wouldn't be valuable. It it would they would only take Dominguez for Scherzer. I'm sure they would take Labor Torres in a deal. Oh yeah, but is that realistic? But how does that work for the Yankees? How does that make the, the Yan- How does that put the Yankees closer to winning yeah, a World but... Series? If they start, right. if they trade the starting second baseman or shortstop or whatever he's going to do this year, well, you have Tyler Wade. Do you know that the Yankees <laughs> on FanGraphs uh, before the DJ LeMayu 
signing, they were ranked the third worst in Major League Baseball at second base because they put Tyler Wade as a second baseman, and now they're mm. third best at second base. But that's because, not defensively because Tyler a, Wade's that, a great defensive. That's, that's overall. To okay, that's at, fair. At positional value. That's fair. That's more than fair. Is Tyler Wade a starting player on a, on a World Series champion? I sure as hell hope not, man. I sure as hell hope he's nothing more than a pinch runner or a late defensive replacement. I mean, he might be a role player type of guy. On a and I think he's great at that. And not. I think he fits that role. Yeah. And I think he's comfortable in that role. But uh, Yeah, but that's not a role for the Yankees. No. If the Yankees have Michael Brantley and they didn't trade Clint Frazier and the Nats want Frazier. Why would we trade Frazier for... Who are we trading Frazier for? I don't know. I, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but I'm saying you said that would they trade anybody off the major league roster? If the let's say the Yankees signed Michael Brantley and Frazier's here, and they're the two of them are rotating around the in the outfield, and the Nats are like, okay, give me Frazier and some fringe bullshit, and we'll give you Scher, uh, Max Scherzer. I do that. Well, that's what I was trying to get at. Would you have, would you give up Frazier for Scherzer at that point? I dude, I want to win this year. I don't really care about 2022 at this point. Yeah, and no, I, think I agree. Cashman needs to go into every move that he makes thinking the same thing. Yeah, I can't trade. You know, I got to be. I got to understand. Like if somebody offers me this for a Glaber Torres, I got to tell them to go fuck themselves, right? Or you know, whatever. But there's certain things he can't hold on to anymore. We yeah. talked about this. Jason Dominguez is a comic book character. You don't know if he's real or not. Yeah, how many how man. many top prospects have we seen fall through the cracks? I mean, it happens on a daily basis in every in every organization. I mean, we had G, even Jesus fell through the cracks. That's true for the Yankees. <laughs> so I mean, come on. So yeah, like, to to wrap up the pitching because we're go- I know we're going long. We still got to talk about Lemayu. This deal was something that needed to be done, but it doesn't put them over the top, in my opinion. Okay, I I think that's more than fair. Uh, I I again I still I'm more optimistic, but I still have that same kind of gut wrenching feeling. Do am I would I, would I prefer them not to do it? Of course not. I'm glad that they did. I think but as I, it stands right now, the Yankees are. I gotta say they're 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 definitely World Series caliber right now. Are they better with their? Are they? This is all you have to ask yourself. Take DJ Lemayu out of the equation. Signing Corey Kluber, did they make them a better team? Yeah, one hundred percent. I guess you had. Then I guess you had to have done it. You had. To. I just. Again, now, I go back to my statement before. Would you have been pissed off if you found out that Cashman passed up on one year, eleven million for Corey Kluber? It's hard for me to say because of my feelings towards relying on injury, injured pitchers. Yeah, but you're not relying on anyone else right now, and I don't know who else is better out there. Yeah, I also. I'd ra- I, I think I'd rather rely on Corey Kluber because of his ceiling than I would rather than than rely on a guy who's middle of the line. Yeah, can eat innings, but isn't going to give me anything effective. I'd rather a guy whose ceiling is so high that if he comes back strong, I'm I'm taking Cole and Kluber into a postseason and I'm going to dominate. That has to be right. a risk you take. It has to be. And they did. And, and it and then at the end of the day, we can say all we want on these injury prone players. I think we're right in saying that Cashman needs to stop going and relying on this. But at the same time, given the situation and given 
we're not just talking about some middle of the rotation guy. I think it had to be done, and I think it was a great move. I really do. And you pumped up a fan base in one day that was waiting for something to happen. And you not only signed your best player back that you've had in the last two years, but you picked up a big-time starting pitcher who just has some question marks surrounding him, and he needs to answer so, them. So, Ryan, I want, I want to leave Chris out of this because he's just going to say something stupid. Mm-hmm. Ryan, you've seen A Christmas Story, right? Ugh. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a fan of it though, but I've seen it. Do you remember the scene where Ralphie has the home. fantasy of when he hands in his paper and the teacher writes A plus 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 on the board and she writes like nine yeah, pluses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I give the DJ LeMayu deal. I'm just a teacher with a big <laughs> giant A writing pluses until I run out of space on the blackboard. Let me tell you something. That deal was so good for the Yankees. I'm actually a little pissed off at DJ. I'm like a little disappointed in DJ LeMayu. That's how good that fucking deal was for the Yankees. Now we have to ask ourselves this. Do we believe anything that we hear anymore? No. No. He wasn't settling for less than four for 92. The Yankees were at this. They were, he wants this. He's not, he's, he's feeling disrespected. He got a $3 million a year raise. Let's be honest. This guy is. Yeah. Let's let's face it. Let's put it in these terms. He's playing the last two years of his career for free. Yeah, for free. If you look at what we were told, what was offered to him from the Blue Jays, if you believe the reports that Toronto put four for seventy eight in front of him, he got six for ninety. So he's you know, and the Yankees were somewhere around that seventy eight eighty million dollar number over four years. Dude, this guy's playing. You're getting this guy for free, basically, in the last two years of his contract. Wild, and it, and it just and also, <clears throat> sorry, Chris. No, but, I was just gonna say quickly. It just backs the point that this guy wants to be in New York. This guy wants to win a World Series with the New York Yankees, and so much yeah. so that I I just still can't wrap my head around the fact that he took this deal. I know. See, but and and I another reason what makes it great is that we we made this point before Christian Christian has with Garrett Cole. It's like you pay him this money now in the, with the hopes of winning a World Series, and then you take a shitty Garrett Cole for those last two years, and yeah, you're paying him thirty six million dollars. But let's say DJ LeMahieu doesn't pan out. Let's say this contract is a bust. But by year four, you're only paying this guy fifteen million dollars. That's a contract that if they really wanted to and had to, they'd be able to add him. Uh, for a tr- in a trade and well, they'd be able to ditch that contract out of there well yeah that's more it. so than a guy now if, if garrett cole doesn't pan out you're stuck with garrett yeah. cole if lemayu doesn't pan out you're going to be able to to get rid of him well that's huge that, that, that was something that was something oh that, no you'll you'll have to eat i'm not saying that i'm not saying that they're but you you wouldn't be able to eat it's not garrett immovable. cole's contract right it, right it, exactly that was that that goes to kind of my point of when i was pissed off the yankees wouldn't just give him the fifth year because to me, after three years, if you haven't won a World Series and made that contract worth it, who cares ab- about the fourth and fifth year? So that what the Yankees did was they extended the years like he wanted, but took even less, uh, took even more of the risk away from those from the back end of his contract. Where exactly to your point and the point I was trying to make was, you really have virtually have three years of where you need to win that World Series with him. And now, if you dish him out for a bigger piece, and you hope he's still effective after a few years, that you're getting back 
something pretty good in return and you're not you're not really eating as much of that money that you would have thought on the back end of the contract. So all around, I, it was just a great I'm, deal for the Yankees. I'm honestly, I'm stunned that Garrett, uh, Garrett Cole, uh, DJ signed this deal. Stunned. It comes out to $15 million a year, right? Yes. Yeah. That's wild. I mean. I'm shocked. Well, because but, he was only making twelve a year. Let me ask you guys this. The last this. two years. If you're DJ LeMayu, would you have rather gotten 20 a year for for three years and and had the confidence that you'd still get a three-year deal after that where you can make it, you know, the $15 million you're making now at least, or would you have taken this six-year $15 million deal? What if DJ LeMayu wins a world uh, MVP in the next few years? You think the Yankees are going to push him anywhere? I mean... Right, clearly, no. This is clearly the deal that he wanted. He yeah, no, look, I'm not knocking him for it. Deals on it. Thank you. four-year deals on the table. I mean, it, crazy. It, it's just crazy. I think he could have gotten a lot more than that. But I guess not. If, if he could have, then then he would have taken it. Unless his loyalty is truly... If, if, this, if that's true, then DJ LeMayu is literally the only guy in Major League Baseball who cares more about who he's playing for than what kind of money he's making. I mean, literally the only guy. Yeah, it's I, I'm just when I saw the numbers, I it in it's still I'm still amazed. We didn't we didn't believe it. No, I don't. I because all you kept he, there was a report out, and if um, he didn't sign, I was actually going to attack DJ a little bit this week because uh, he something that came out. I don't even remember what it is now because I pushed it out of my brain. But apparently, he was upset and that he he was feeling some type of way because. He he took team friendly deals in the past. Yeah, that he was uh, having he, bad bad feelings towards the Yankees, right? No, what what did he do here? This is for this is one of them. I can't think. I, I'm sure there are, and people can tell us. Uh, uh, this is the team. This is the friendliest team deal I've, I can imagine. If DJ Lemayu wanted to be a prick. And say no, I want twenty plus million dollars a year, or whatever, for four years, five years. Give it to me, or I'm walking. I think in push comes to shove, the Yankees would have probably given it to him, mm-hmm. and then Corey Kluber would not. Maybe, maybe Corey Kluber wouldn't be here. But knowing that the Yankees are under a financial constraint this year, for I get if you want to say that, him and they said thirty million dollars a year to spend or whatever. He only took half of that. Yeah. And let me ask you this, another hypothetical, but I want to get your take on it. If the COVID season didn't happen last year, if it was just a normal year, fans could come to the stadium, everything, is DJ LeMayu a Yankee right now? Do you think, how much numbers do his numbers track out the same where he finishes top? Three and yeah. MVP. Everything's the same. He's not. He's not making them. It's not the same contract. I guess my my. I guess my question is how much. How much did the pandemic affect the market? DJ LeMayu's market to sign for what he signed for. Well, I think you see how much it affected. Probably affected it by thirty million dollars. Crazy, crazy. Probably, and that's why yeah. Trevor Bauer. He thinks he's going to get more than what Garrett Cole got. He's gonna. He's gonna be. Fucking uh, sitting on his ass. So you know the the owners, the owners bitched and moaned all all last year on how much of a hit they were taking. 
these guys are taking a hit for years to come on uh, uh, in their career where they're p- leaving a lot of money on the table just to play at this point. So who ultimately, who's getting affected more by all this? The owners after one season or the players who a guy like DJ Is it Mayu, one season? Is it going to be two seasons? When are we going to allow full ballparks? When uh, are we going better, to allow anybody it better be in this ballparks? Year. It better be this year. It better be. Not a chance there's full ballparks this year. Oh, that's well, crazy. Uh, that's just insane uh, to me. I think the Rays said yesterday that they're going to allow a limited number of fans into their ballpark, and people were joking, well, how would you even know their social distancing? <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> and, and like, you know, we don't talk about this enough, too. How affected are these guys in the minor leagues? Who We just talked about a guy like Davey Garcia who didn't have a season last year and had to come up and fill in and whatnot and, and Schmidt and... Those guys, how's that affecting their careers moving forward? Yeah, well, well, you know, they basically reinvented now the minor leagues, right? They created from what a whole I, new. From what I understand, is they're not starting the minor league season on time either. Oh, I think they're starting the. From what I know, that they're not doing anything differently with spring training and uh, the major league season, but I think they are going to delay the minor league season this year. Well, you got to be hopeful that the Yankees are going to have an open ballpark. The governor just came out and said things need to start opening now. Um, and he's pushing pretty hard for it. So you got to assume that the stadium will be open when when the season rolls around. You have, again, you have to be hopeful. Yeah, the owners are still going to take a hit, though. I mean, the, the place holds 50,000 people. How many are going to go in? They're going to allow in five? <sighs> well, who knows? 25% capacity, probably. Yeah. Well, fine. You want to make that argument? Then owners are taking a hit. Yes, of course. But let's not. You're Chris. You're making you're making a solid argument as well that the players are definitely taking a hit. We're seeing it in this off season that they're taking a hit. Right. They everybody's taking a hit. Yeah. The, the market is dry. Yeah. If the if your boss is making less money, he's gonna and he has an opportunity to pay you less money, he's going to do it. That's why right? it's a, it's a, it's an argument to say that Corey Kluber is taking just as much, if not a bigger risk, than the Yankees are signing him to take this one-year deal and say, let me prove myself, because why is he doing it? Would he be doing it if it weren't for the pandemic last year? No. He knows that the market is not going to be what it will be if there's a full season with fans in the seats this year. And if he can prove himself, he's going to get another deal for a few years where he's getting paid the money he deserves to be paid. I don't know how much money he would have gotten, even if we had a full He's ball. 35 yeah. if, he, if he has a great season. What, yeah, but what do you No, no, no. He would have gotten more. He would have at least gotten 15. And he uh, probably would have gotten more than a one-year deal. He probably would have taken a th- He probably would have gotten offered a three-year deal. Damn, he's, yeah, he's 34. He'll be 35 April 10th. And if he's still effective this year... A team's going to sign him to a four-year deal next year. No, they're not. Absolutely, they nah. will. Dude, nobody's he'll be giving 35, a man. thirty-six-year-old pitcher four years. Thirty-five-year-old pitcher. Yeah, yeah well, he's going to be thirty-six by the time that day season starts. Mm, we'll see. I just whatever. You're stupid. You're dumb. Shave your fucking face. I will not. The Yankees did not report spring training yet. They have a date on that yet. I think it's still the 14th, if I'm not mistaken. It hasn't been delayed yet. Do you want it to be delayed? No, man. No. Look, I think we're ready to go. I think, the, I think, 
MLB, if I'm going to give them credit for anything, they prove that they can get through this and they can and that they can have a full season. So, I don't want anything to be delayed. I want I want baseball back. You know the NBA hasn't even come out with a schedule past February yet. That's crazy. I wow. heard that yesterday. I didn't know that. It's crazy. Yeah. They're still waiting well, because yeah, they want to see how the COVID stuff will play out before they right they because I think games. Yeah, because they're considering taking like a two week two week break at some point, like a quarantine break or something. Mm. I don't know. Look, I know we don't talk oh, no. basketball on the show, but I'm going to use this platform here before we wrap up. There's a couple other things I want to touch on, but I want to say this right now and use this platform to say that I think Kyrie Irving is just. I don't agree with what he's doing, to be honest with you. Where everybody in this country, if the reports are true, uh, that he was emotional about what happened at the Capitol building two weeks ago, uh, and he couldn't perform, he couldn't play, everybody else in this country went to work the next day. In fact, the, the people that work in the Capitol building went to work that same day. The people, so, yeah, later in the night. Later in the night, Later they went back night, to yeah. work. The people who were uh, being attacked. Attacked, yes. They went back to work that night. I'm not saying that Kyrie Irving shouldn't use his platform as an NBA player to improve uh, the social injustices out there. That's on him. He wants to do it. That's more power to him. I'm not holding that against him. But here's where you lose me, bro. You just got fined $900,000 by the NBA for attending a birthday party while you're supposedly so upset from what happened. It's all a selfish act at this point. You've you've showed right. you showed your hand. If selfish, I was a yeah. Yan- let's say pull any play. Let's pull let's say John Carl Stan, right? Because high paid player, superstar, yeah. guy you're expecting a big sure. things out of from on this team. Let's say John Carl Stan does that. Middle of the season, massive riots, whatever. Stan's like, oh, I'm upset I can't play, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, everybody else goes to work and plays. And then you find out that he's he's at a birthday party. I want his ass gone. While, while you're not supposed to be doing anything because the league has COVID protocols in place. Right. Right? He goes to a birthday party. I would never root for that guy again. Ever. Ever. I would. I'm telling you, I, the, I would want the Yankees to get rid of him. Because there's, I'm not a big, there's a I'm difference. Not a big basketball fan. There's I'm a not. difference between making mistakes in life and owning up to it and uh, asking for forgiveness. And there's a and and then there's another stance of willingly and knowingly not performing your responsibility and to do it for something that clearly you're just using as an excuse. If you're showing up at a birthday party, is not only unfair to yourself, the team that's paying you. But it's unfair to the people that you're advocating for. It's unfair to the people that you're because your message is lost now. Exactly. It it, it look. It doesn't you're matter so if you that you can't go to work, but you're at a party. It doesn't matter if you agree with the message or not. If Kyrie Irving is sitting there and defending people, whether again whether you believe it in it or not, whether you support it or not, the people that he's supporting, he's literally calling them a joke. If he's showing up at a birthday party but not showing up to to perform. What about those people that rely on a guy like Kyrie Irving to take them out of the take them out of that 
and and, and kind of get away and and use them I as a distraction. This. I you can you can take it with a grain of salt or whatever you want to do, but Jim Bowden of MLB Radio is reporting that the Yankees are currently engaged in trade negotiations with Cincinnati Reds over Luis Castillo. Come on, what does that deal look Clint? like? Huh? Clint what does Frazier. that deal look like? I don't know. That's it's just a tweet. I had to translate it because it was from a Spanish um, outlet, but that's what they're reporting. So uh, maybe can you read maybe it in by Spanish? Monday, you want me to? Yeah. Do I have to go? I have to go back and find it. <laughs> Man, talk about uh, report the report the Jim Bowden de la MLB Radio que los Yankees están en conversaciones con el estelar abridor dominicano de los Rojas de Cincinnati Luis Castillo. That was pretty good. You got to learn how to roll the R's, but that was actually very good. Oh, Rojas, awesome man, dude. So talk about the, okay. Then will you feel better about Kluber? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. Dude, if they get Castillo, man, see ya. See you so later. Maybe if uh, we might have some more breaking news by the time this pod actually comes out, but just to wrap up the talk on Kyrie Irving here. Uh, yeah, man, like I said, I'm not a big basketball fan. I always kind of rooted for the Nets being that, uh, you know, we live in Jersey, and I'm not I, – I don't like hockey at all. And, you know, the one Jersey t- – team even when they went to brooklyn but i can't i'm sorry I, I can't root for them now especially after fucking the shit with james harden you know i don't i don't like what he did either got fat and forced his way out of houston come on yeah didn't the nets just get harden yes yeah. that's what yeah, i just no, said they're, they're the team of, team in the east now so I'm sorry, man. Like that that bothered that that has bothered yeah, me all week. You know what though? It's just another example. It's another example of these sports putting up with these types of, of players when they're elite, when they're the, the top of the food chain. And that's why this guy will continue to be a, put on a spectacle and continue to be this uh, source of entertainment in this way because he is a top three player at his position and it will continue to happen over and over again because he's the best at what he does. And when you, when, when you see these stories with guys that are mediocre or aren't that elite status, they get, they get washed they're away. Gone. They're gone. But when they're good, they, they continue and keep going and going and going. And here's the, here's the worst. Here's the craziest part about this whole thing, right? His boss didn't even know where the hell he was. Yeah, I mean, come on. You can't send a text me- a text message to nah. Sean Marks or or Steve Nash. I'm not playing today, dude. Thing. If That's you it. had if you had a nine to five job making you know, 50, Chris, don't show up to work. Fifty thousand a year. That's, don't call your boss. That's still it's still bad, but at least it's like. Dude, you're making fifty thousand a year. Kyrie Irving's made Kyrie Irving's made triple that since we started this conversation. It's crazy. Fifty thousand a year. Crazy. He makes four hundred thirty-four million dollars a year. He makes four hundred thousand dollars a year. Wild, wild, wild. Honestly. All right. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. I I don't want people to, to think some type of way that I don't feel for what Kyrie Irving's going through, or I don't agree with his message. He is allowed to to try to improve the world in any way that he sees fit. I have no problem with that. We know all the social injustices that go on in this world, but you cannot a not call your boss. You can B not show up 
after everybody else showed up, including the people that were being attacked hours later, they went back to work. And see, on top of that, dude, you went to a birthday party when you're supposed to be so distressed by all this. Stop. The entitlement of the athlete is, is, is ridiculous, man. And then they, you know, and, and I just, I just, I'm sorry. That's why I said, like, I, I, I'm not meaning to pick on Stan, but if he pulled some shit like that, I'm sorry. I would never root for it. No, I think you're not. I think you're in the majority here, regardless of what you believe or whatever. As I've seen, I've seen Nets fans out there who support what Kyrie Irving is trying to stand up for. And also, uh, and also they don't, um, they don't condone this behavior from him. So I think you're in the majority there, but let me just say this. Let's just get back onto the Yankees. Imagine, imagine they sign Castillo and Sevy comes back and he's like the fourth starter. <laughs> like, can you imagine what kind of depth this would bring to the, to the team? And Castillo's Castillo's not like, uh, he's, he's like he's, a, a he's solid not. number two, solid number two. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he's not true. like uh, we're not talking about a guy who is going to be a Cy Young Award winner, but he is the piece now. If if they didn't get Kluber and Christian wants to talk about relying on a guy, this is the guy you rely on. All right, in his three full seasons, uh, 2017, he made fifteen starts, so that was his first year in the big leagues. Three full seasons, twenty eighteen, four three zero, made thirty one starts, twenty nineteen. 32 starts, 340. Last year, 12 starts, which was a full season, was a 321. So this is a guy, and uh, let me look this up here. How many more years of control do they have on him? I would say at least probably two. at least four. I'd say. And he become he's a free agent in 2024. So three. So they'd have him for yeah three more seasons, and he's making four million dollars this year. Which at that point, then I love Tanaka, but Sayonara, you know. Yeah, uh, you yeah. Know, I'm sorry. Look, if uh, Tanaka came out last year and was dominant in the postseason, then he'd probably be signed by now. We wouldn't even t- be talking about Luis Castillo. But all right, it, let's go over these numbers. All right, you have anything else? Because we're running long. No, no, no. I want to get to a few other things here before we close out the show. Uh, the Yankees actually yesterday. Um, was a filing deadline before you had to go uh, or you were going to go to arbitration. The Yankees agreed to contracts with all their arbitration eligible players. Let's just go over some numbers here. Judge got 10.175. Again, we go back to that. I think, you know, 2017 probably cost them about three, at least you would say maybe three or $4 million, right? Mm -hmm. For sure. Glaber got 4 million. Jordan Montgomery, 2.13. Clint Frazier, 2.1. Uh, Luke Voigt got 4.7, Gio got wow. 4.65, and Gary got $6.35 million. So that's a nice race for Luke Voigt. Yeah. So let's go to Twitter here. I'll read a couple fan comments, and then we'll pick a winner for a DJ LeMayu shirt that we're going to send them from Fanatics. Uh, here we go. So uh, we wanted to hear from the fans of what they thought of the deal here. So we'll just we'll read a few. What deal? The, D, the DJ deal. DJ deal. Okay. Uh, Kylie six four six four says, "I'm just thankful uh, we finally signed them and have them locked in." 
Chris Cologne. The deal was way better than I could have drawn up. DJ gets the years he wanted, and the Yankees still have room to address other needs. We just signed Kluber and can still get another starter or reliever. Great move. Couldn't be happier. Uh, six uh, underscore DYL underscore pickle. Um, I love pickles. Remember man. the run. This is for Ryan here. Remember the runaway train scene from Spider Man 2? DJ is Toby, and the rest of this lineup is the passengers on the train. <laughs> he literally keeps them from falling off the tracks. I've seen that movie, by the way. I like that. Uh, and then we'll That's we'll good. wrap this up here with our boy uh, Don Sicario. Sicario. Uh, this makes me feel like the brass showing us they are aware of who DJ is. Uh, to New York, Didi left. They must have lost a little something in that clubhouse, but DJ brings a winning vibe, especially after his home run in the postseason. All good comments. I got to give it to the Spider Man though. I, I yeah, it made me uh, So here you go. I'm only. I said this when we uh, when we did the uh, the tweet. Only announcing it here. So if you don't listen to the show, you're beat. But we're gonna give it to at underscore dyl underscore pickle um you gotta dm me or dm nyy sports talk uh to claim your dj lemayu jersey you have until friday anyone else listening who hears it and wants to like maybe just tag them in a tweet and say hey you should really listen to the show maybe that could help too you know so if you uh so you have till friday at noon eastern time to claim your shirt it gives you plenty of time. It gives you five days to listen to the show and claim your shirt at under at Christian underscore NYYST or at NYY sports talk DM either there, either place to uh, claim your prize. And to wrap up the show here today, can we, can we please stop trying to get Didi Gregorius on this team? Well, can we just stop. Well, now, I mean, I think we're good now. No, no, we're still not good because even after they re- we re-signed DJ, you see, I got you're still seeing tweets out there Resigned. trading Glaber Torres to bring Didi Gregorius back. No, no. Look, oh, guys. Look, I love Didi Gregorius. Love I him. cannot stress what Didi Gregorius means to me as a Yankee fan and being a fan of Derek Jeter. That he was put in in an impossible position was Didi Gregorius to fill the shoes of one of the greatest Yankees of all time, a bona fide Hall of Famer, a, a position that a guy like Jimmy Rollins, Jimmy Rollins, who is an accomplished All Star, major leaguer, didn't want to touch. Didi came in, and after he had that first half of the year, and uh, was it twenty fifteen when it when he came over. And Joe Girardi uh, had to sit him down and said, you're not replacing Derek Jeter. You're just here to be Didi Gregorius. Didi was simply phenomenal. You couldn't have asked for more from a guy coming in here to replace a legend like Derek Jeter than what Didi Gregorius gave you. Chris, we were there, bro. The One of the best moments game. at the stadium that I've ever had. I will never forget. Every time I think about it, just the, the adrenaline just like injects into my veins. I'll never forget that moment as a fan. We broke my wife's I ribs. I even advocated. We did. We we sent we sumo sandwiched your wife after that home run, and it was good. Don't look that up. Don't look that up on <laughs> <Yeah>, Earth. <okay. laughs> Please. 
I even was trying to find a way to get Didi to come back last year. But the Yankees have moved on. It's time for us as fans to move on. We don't need Didi Gregorius on his team anymore. So stop trying to trade Glaber Torres to get Didi back here. We have our memories, and we can hold on to him forever. But it's like, it, it's just like, you know, what do they call them? Like graduation goggles. You forget, you know, you forget why you, you broke up in the first place. I don't know. I don't know it. Beer guy, rose-colored glasses. I want to use an analogy from Cobra Kai, but I know Ryan's not there yet, so yeah, I don't want don't to use... fucking spoil it anymore. You spoiled it enough. How did I spoil I never gave you any information on the show. You gave me... Yeah, you did. I With, just told uh, you that the season two finale was fucking bananas. That's all I told you. Yeah, but you. then the kid, the kid, I knew, I knew that what happened to him wasn't as serious because of what you said. Because I said that. <laughs> you knew I wasn't. Yeah, so then obviously spoil. you wouldn't be spoiling that. So that means he didn't die, which is a spoiler. Sorry, but I I that's, really that's, was I, trying I, to. I, but I was I really didn't try to give you any information on the show. But no, I'm just I, saying, I know, like, man. You and no, I'm and I'm. You didn't you didn't ruin it at all, man. It's it's a great show. I'm glad I'm watching. But it. all I'm saying is like, Glaber Torres is their second baseman or shortstop, whatever the hell he is. I don't even know anymore. I love Didi, but let's let's let it go, guys. I don't want to like we did the show two weeks ago of things Yankee fans have to stop doing, and every week maybe you guys stop doing certain things, but then you add on to more stuff, and this is one of those things like let Didi go. Didi's Didi has a two two fifty seven postseason batting average. You know what Gleyber Torres is? is? What. 342. 75. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. He had a nice postseason. And he's played in a lot less games. He has more home runs. He has one less RBI than DD. Let's not forget, you can say anything you want about Glaber Torres. And I've really only heard good, positive things about him for the most part. Let's not forget what this kid's done at a very young age in very little experience, what he's done in the postseason for this team. Glaber Torres is here to stay, and he should be. We should never be using his name in any possible deal, at least at this point right now. Plus, he would he makes less than Didi. So less. from a I mean from a Didi's financial standpoint, right you you would I mean, take Glaber. Agent, but. Yeah, but you well, know what yeah, he means. but I'm saying if you yeah, signed but, him, yeah, right, right, because he's still under those arbitrary. Didi years wipes his ass Torres, with. So he's not making that much money. Didi wipes I mean, his ass with uh, Glaber's salary. Wait, but hold on. Can we just can we just give some credit to Luke Voigt here? You talk about a guy like a guy like Judge losing money for not winning the MVP. Luke Voigt and and being the the league leader in home runs earned him a bunch of money because his the last full season his last full season his last full season he made five hundred eighty three thousand dollars and this year he'll make what what did you say Christian four point seven? That's awesome, man. Yeah, he probably would have been sitting maybe in the high threes. He did, yeah, he, he probably I, I did get so. himself a little bit extra money for uh, his performance yeah. last year, but it's a good day to be a Yankee fan right now. DJ's back. Corey Kluber's here. If these reports are true, the Yankees are trying to get Luis Castillo here. Um, yeah, fine. And and I'll just say this last thing. I think the Archie Bradley signing to the Phillies was like rock bottom for Yankee Twitter. Because at one year, $6 million, it kind of seemed like something the Yankees should have done. But we were looking at the payroll, and guess who they're paying $5 million to this year? 
Jacoby Ellsbury. Mm, right. You yeah, right. Motherfucker. So blame that son of a bitch there for still is. ruining you shit for the Yankees. Scumbag. When in doubt, blame Jacoby. Blame hey, New York sports on the upswing now. Let's go. New York sports. Hell yeah, dude. Let's go. All right, great so, week for New York sports. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to episode 210 of the NYYST podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Stat Guy Rye. Go Yanks. Chris, say goodbye. Peace.